This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Next time you go see this guy live, you'll be uh, enjoying his opening act, The Wiggles, or whoever they are. He's talking about, hey, he wanted them to have to open up for him. Not The Wiggles. Yeah, The Wiggles. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was, How about they I broke heard up? That. The Wiggles are back. They might. I don't know. Abba got back together after all that time. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 The Game.com. You know, cool a, 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 a vision just came to my mind. Because, you sure you want to say it because, out loud? Yeah. Okay. A vision, a, a vision of, of a video from uh, a couple of years ago. Okay. Uh, when the kids, before COVID, kids were, there's a group of kids, like kindergarten kids, who were in Piedmont Park. Okay. And that's where APD, Mounted Patrol, you know, they started singing this song to the horses, to the police horses. Really? Yeah. The kids started singing this song to the police horses, man. And the horses just stood there and listened to the kids <laughs> sing to them. <laughs> It was cute. It was really cute. Uh, anyway, Sam and Greg, we say to you at the top of the 7 o'clock hour, where we'd normally be heading to the car, but we're here for another <laughs> hour because we didn't start until 7 o'clock for How reasons beyond understanding. But we're here, and we're happy to be here. And we're not cheating anybody. We're gonna, no, we're gonna, we we're, give we're, you the full time. Full four hours, and we say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a, a special good morning to you fine folks in Peachtree City. Peachtree City. Yeah. Okay. Out there on the shelf. The side, down on the south side. Folks, 85 down Street down there. All the way down Peachtree City. What's down in Peachtree City? Uh, Stars Mill High Falcon School. Falcon Airport. Yeah, that, that's out there too. Uh, McIntosh High School too as well. Um, Used to be the set for dry, for Drop Dead Divas. Drop there? Dead Diva. Yeah, one of the hangers. Okay. They use it. Now the there. other studio, is that in Peachtree City? That's t- technically I'm Peachtree sure City. I'm sure there's another one. I've been down there in a minute. Okay. Of course, Sonoya is, is wrapping up because Walking Dead is... <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I, I I just I get my nails done inside the perimeter, sir. <laughs> <laughs> they got a lot going on down there. All right, we have an update. And take your golf cart with you. Yes, we have now we have an update. I mentioned this earlier in the show because I was showing concern as we were talking college football and this whole saving thing got us spinning in different directions. And I asked Sam about the well being, Eric too, by the way, of the sideline reporter. Oh, this was on the heels of, of um photographer, not reporter photographer. Yes, photographer. Uh, on the heels of the former Braves, Kelsey, is it Wingate? Gart? Something like that? Kelsey's enough. She don't, she don't work here no more, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> She lives here, so we shouldn't be rude. But she now works for the Colorado Rockies, and unfortunately, she caught one in the last week or so. Ooh. Foul ball, boom. 
dead in the middle of her forehead. Wow. She's the stitches look like a train track going down the middle of her head. Right? And she couldn't have been more open about it. Let you know what happened. And the folks at her her employers took care of her, but it was something it was menacing, man. So it got me thinking about this. And we've, you know, throughout the lives of you watch sports, you're gonna see the folks on the sidelines catch it from time to time. But it got me thinking about that photographer. Got to keep your head on the swivel. From the Bulldogs game, and I, I got it. I don't know if I got an update, but I remembered her name. I couldn't before. Chamberlain Smith. Okay. And it was an, it was a Georgia Auburn game. And she was put into a neck brace, um, taken off the field. They checked her out, took her to the hospital, checked out in, for an orbital fracture, kind of like Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Um, and went through concussion protocol. Now, again, I haven't got an update on her, uh, but this is – I wanted to make sure I mentioned the name because there were a whole lot of people that just <sighs> – Oh, yeah. When she got hit. Oh, yeah. The way she did. But she's a gamer, apparently. Sidelines. She's, she's a gotta, gamer. Sidelines, you got to keep your head on. You, you ever been tagged? Yeah, um, not late. Not, not in a while. Well, you that means then you have at some point. At some point. But, I mean, you, you watch you, – you know what's dangerous? Stadiums that have video screens. Oh, yeah, because you, you, you look it up at the screen, <laughs> and this dude's creeping up about to like just, just, just plow you. You know what I mean? So I mean, you you got to watch the field, right? You know, you got to to watch the field at all, all times. And, and and now you got a lot of you know I won't say restrictions, but people encourage. And in the last couple of years, if I'm on the sideline, I'm way off in a corner, ain't up close to nobody anyway. Right? You know, so that's that game has kind of changed a little bit. Now you kind of move around a little closer. But the last couple of years, when I was on the sideline, because you know, when they played the games during COVID, we weren't allowed on the sidelines. Nobody on Plus, the- are you close? Are you that close to the sidelines? Or are you back 10, 20 feet, something like that? Me? Yeah. When when you're, when you're you, usually when I'm on the sidelines, I'm working on, on one side of the team or the other side of the team. I don't kind of hang out behind the bench. After they score, I may go and see what I hear coaches or players say, or after the defense come off the field for a minute just to have something to mention. If I hear something the coaches are pointing out, guys need to do. But other than that, I'm kind of standing toward the, toward the uh, in one side of the team or the other side of the team, you know, down toward the end, just so I got a clear view. I want to have a clear view of what's happening. It's kind of, right. it's kind of why you're there. All right. Yeah. Well, those of you who know Chamberlain, tell her we talked about her today in a 92 down the game, and we hope she's doing much better. That was in like 2019, which yeah. means it was early – or so probably closer to 2018 when this happened during the football season. So, anyway, happy to know we mentioned her. Yeah, I don't know. I, I got tagged once. Days. I was shooting a camera and I stood too close over the line and I got KO'd actually by a zebra, by a referee. Not, oh, I was not, gonna not, say not, you not, got not, not here. A, you go not again. A, not a player. Okay, well, it's bad. You, if you're gonna if you're gonna get tagged, you rather get tagged by a player, not by that's true. Not by a referee. Yeah, your friends were they laughed at you at the barbershop. Yeah, the, <laughs> Especially if you look like Joe West or you got, something. You got knocked over by you got knocked over by a referee, man. What are you not gonna get knocked over by a player? In the television station where I worked was out in another another city. Is camera okay? You know, you can't exactly, <laughs> right? exactly. You know, if I got anything broke or nothing, make sure that camera's in good shape. Uh, so tonight, you've got um, game three. Well, you got me thinking. You're doing Good. a show over there, and you almost had me saying Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee, no, no, no you got Boston. You got Miami. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boston, and Miami. I'm looking for Boston to open this thing up tonight. I don't know about you, but what I saw in Game Two, and what I have seen of Miami, is if Jimmy Butler has a bad game, those guys they don't have a chance. They don't have a, no kind of they chance. They don't have a chance. They don't have okay? a chance. I mean, Boston's got it all clicking right now. I mean, they are the total package. They're doing things on the defensive end. 
Um, offensively, they're, they're just, you know, they're playing all connected. And some coaches right. would call it they're, they're connected. They're five folks on the same page. And um, they're doing what has to be done. They're doing what they have to do. And the amazing thing, I will say once again, at midseason, they looked like they were dead in the water. They really did as a yeah. team. You, you no way at midseason you would say Boston would be here a heartbeat away from playing for the championship, but here they are. And uh, they doing a great job, great coaching job, um, but also some players. And you got that defensive dog. You know what I mean? I told and, you, man, they got the Draymond, Draymond Green of the East you, and Marcus you, Smart. And it tells you how much you have to have that guy if you're mm-hmm. going to get to, to a championship and win it. You got to have one of those characters. And, um, and they, they got one. They got him. Although, having said that, who was it on, on Milwaukee last year? I mean, Middleton was there, which is the reason why you figure they didn't ascend this year. But then again, you could also make the argument that if Kevin Durant's foot wasn't so big, they wouldn't even got there last year. Okay, but there wasn't that you can't, every team doesn't have that person. That's a special person because otherwise there'd be a bunch of them around the league. There's not three or four hey, Draymond type players. I, I, I tell you, who kind of played that role for them against the Hawks was Bobby Portis. Portis Portis kind of played that role a little bit. You know, he was that guy that would come in the game and. But but they know. had PJ Tucker last year, who's with Miami now. Yeah. Yeah, and my PJ is a defensive guy. Right. Yeah. Well, you think he's going to be able to prevail and get them through if Jimmy doesn't have a good game? No. Well, he doesn't provide that offensive power yeah. that Jimmy does. Yeah. So they still got to get some offense. And now they got to go to that. You know, well, it's not that old sweat box that was the Boston Garden. It's that new sweat box now, but that crowd's going to be crazy. It yeah. is. It's you know, and this is what I'm looking for. And then moving forward, as we get back tomorrow. For what we're seeing out of Golden State, is there any chance that you see Dallas? I mean, what we're saying about Miami could be said about Dallas. Am I correct? Am I that, or am I that far off? I won't say exactly, but am I that far off? He's sitting there with his mouth open, being hanging by the microphone there. <laughs> yep. I, I I do that to get your opinion, my, my sir. Well, I'm sitting there waiting for you to call for that uh, clip that you was going to call I'll for. I'll get but, to it. I'll but, get to um, it. No, I, the Dallas crowd does not put fear in the opponent the way the Boston crowd does. So I think when they blew that lead last night, going yep. down 2-0, they're not going to do to Golden State what they did to Phoenix, come back from a 2-0 deficit. Ain't going to happen. Golden State is punched their ticket to the NBA Finals starting in two or three weeks, so just a matter of time now. All right, so they're up to us. They're going back to Dallas. As he said, he was sitting there waiting on a clip. Let's do number 13 for him right now and let him hear a little Steph Curry. It wasn't like a flurry, but it just seemed like we regained the momentum and slowly and methodically kind of walked them down until that point, like the first six minutes of the fourth quarter was, you know, kind of the, the real momentum shift that, that gave our crowd some life. It gave us life and um, allowed us to, to run away with the win. I'm telling you, every time I hear that dude talk or, you know, commentary about this Golden State team and where they are and what they may do, leaning forward, getting out of the conference, and then, of course, in the finals, I keep thinking of Kevin Durant and Draymond Green going back and forth, and Draymond saying, we don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he got two rings, one yeah, of them. Yeah, we yeah. Didn't, we yeah. didn't need you, and we don't need you. Yeah. And he's going out and proving it right now. True. It's, True. He, he is that. I don't know that I'd put him in that Barkley category, meaning Draymond, but he mm. is in that, in that category for not caring what is being said and has the – has the bank account to pay for the fines that are coming bit, his way. A little bit of Rodman. 
little, little bit. You know what? That's a good one. That's, oh, yeah, no, no, that's a good one. Now hold on, guys. Little Rodman play in, in Barkley's mouth. Okay, yeah. but as as Shaq says to Barkley regularly on the NBA on TMT, you got to get a ring. You, you got to get. You want to get in my conversation? You got to have one of those rings. Barkley ain't got no ring. He ain't in none of that conversation. We're talking about the player, man. We ain't talking about the success of their but, career. But still, though. but you, if you, you can't wanna... deny the player. He's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. Come on, Eric. Come no, on. No, but you're talking about what Draymond brings, that dog he brings. Yeah. They don't have – I don't think they have any of those titles without Draymond, and I guarantee you they have a fourth one if Draymond's not suspended. Be that as it may, we're talking about the play, the player, the play of the player. And if you want to draw a correlation, say what you will. I mean, you can't exclude the talents of a person just because they don't have a ring. I'm not talking about their career. Y'all speak up. Don't be you I, using this I, I, I'm telling yeah, you. Because we hit the water on the TV. Dude, dude, they can't see the TV. <laughs> <laughs> we, we hit the water. Yeah, we, we it doesn't the, matter. We hit the water in the first tee shot. Come on. Go ahead, I'm Eric. telling you, I in my from what I thought of Barkley's career, Barkley did not have that dog in him that took a team over the top. Barkley could score points. He won an MVP. He could get you to the playoffs. He could not get you. He could not lead you to a title, whether it was the, as a defensive stopper or the offensive leader. He's not on that category. I'd take Draymond over Barkley. What's that commercial he got now? Barkley number one pick. Hang not on. in my not in my pickup game. <laughs> it you know. He, this is low-hanging fruit because Barkley never played with the Splash Brothers. Barkley, yeah, he didn't never he, played. Didn't, didn't he play with Big Mo? Didn't he play? He didn't play with the two greatest shooters of all time. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. And, again, if we're trying to compare teams, that's a different argument. I'm talking about the player. The dude who's wearing a gold jacket right now who's in the Hall of Fame had a certain type of style. Draymond didn't get that style because he won a championship. He got them there as part of a team – that he was a he was a, a an integral part of and an an important piece, but he wasn't. You know, this isn't Jordan and the Jordaneers, Bar- and that's another thing that you got to deal with when you're talking about Barkley and championships. Just like Stockton Malone. Okay, unfortunately, they played at the wrong time in the NBA during that time of that dude. And Barkley did get a team to the finals, and he was an MVP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he could, so all, you know. all I'm saying is he reminds those who are who, who watch the game and have watched it for a while, meaning Draymond, that he is a little bit, and I agree with Sam with this, the, the antics that he pulls, the things that he does to get under people's skin, that's not Barkley-like. That is Dennis Rodman, though. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's Rodman-like. Yeah. But the other part of his just demeanor and how he goes about letting people know what he thinks of them is Barkley-like. I, that's a good call, man. Never thought about putting them two together. Putting them two together? Yeah. That's kind of what you got. Yeah. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. So if I'm hearing you correctly, and I think I tend to agree with you with this, we're looking at a Golden State. Golden State-Boston Series. Boston Series. That'll, that'll, that'll bring folks to the, oh, man, everybody wants to see that. Oh, absolutely. That's the, that's the one we want. And I don't. And, and, and that's the classic East Coast, West Coast. You've got the California team against the, the, old, the old guard East Coast. Since the Knicks, since the Knicks can't come back, no, they can't. Or Washington, but my, and so you got Boston. The, my question is this: do, do you think our friend, our old friend, is going to take that Lakers job? Secondly, firstly, do you think? Which do you think Philadelphia is going to fire Doc? No, nah, I don't think they're going to blame him for that. Now you say old friend, we That's got Doc. We, we, That's we, us. We, That's we, Doc. We, we got a couple of folks 
who've been through Atlanta who are up for that job. I hear Terry Stotts, who's been a former Hawks head coach, be here. I heard Darvin Ham, who's been a former Hawks assistant, is up for the Lakers. But they ain't old friends. They're friends of yours? No, but just they're people who've been through town that people know them. They have friends here in town because they've coached. Well, they ain't friends of mine, but know. I wish them well. Yeah. Them and their friends. <laughs> Shout out to everybody off the hook, too, by the way. We ain't heard from KB. Morning. Yeah. yeah in we are going to talk to Joe Patrick next. And whether we start with Atlanta United or Braves, well, that's up to Joe. He's, he's joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The <laughs> It is Sam and Greg on this 21st day of May. We've been waiting to talk to this guy for a few weeks. Um, our co-worker, the man who wears multiple hats. We um, overshot the runway last week. We couldn't get him on, but we're happy to have him on, <laughs> have him on this week. And, Joe, you, you and I have had a little bit of fun about your golf game because you had a chance to go out and play since I played last. You know, I know those couple times we wanted to get him out at a certain time because he had tee time. But last week was the first time <laughs> I got a chance to go out and play in like two and a half years for oh, wow. a number of reasons, and one of which is taking care of Pops. And I just put everything on the back burner, and then I'm, I just haven't. But went out last week, and do you know what it is like when you haven't played for a long time, you keep your golf shoes in your bag, you pull them out, and you put them on, they still fit, but – what might happen? Have you ever had this happen before? I busted my shoes. Bu- I I believe that. I, I mean, because they get all like kind of hard and crunch, crusty and like, you know, it's like the the moisture evaporates from them or something. And then they get all kind of brittle almost. And I'm hitting it straight that first team, man. And I'm bopping up there like Rory McIlroy when he's having a good game, <laughs> right? I got that bounce in my step. I get to the first, uh, we get to the first green. I actually part it. And as I'm walking to the second one, my shoes flipping and flopping. And I'm going, what the heck? They, they, the bottom came loose and was just flipping from the, from the actual shoe. I never had that happen before. He's playing Fred Flintstone yeah. style. That's exactly what I had to, we, we actually, this is the crazy part is we, we started, we teed off for the next hole. And then, like a couple knuckleheads, we drove from there through the greens, through a couple other foursomes, out to the parking lot so I could get my gym shoes. And then put them back on. They're like, excuse us, the guy who gets up in the movie theater who's sitting in the middle seat and doing nothing but excuse me's all the way to the aisle. Joe, thank you for joining us. Where do you want to start? You want to talk Braves? You want to talk Atlanta United? Both teams going at it yeah, today. Let's talk some Braves, and then we'll get into Atlanta United. <clears throat> all right, thoughts about, the, thoughts about where we are. We're down in Miami. It's nice to see them get the bounce back, especially after that gut-wrenching loss uh, on their way out of Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, it was a really important win, I think, for this team to get this series off to a good start for exactly the reason that you just mentioned there, Sam, is because, you know, the way that they lost that series was just brutal because at one point, it was, first of all, that series got off to a really rough start where you lose the opener one nothing in a really demoralizing game, but then all of a sudden you find yourself in the third game, the final game of the series, up 4 nothing with Max Fried on the mound, and you're going up against Corbin Burns, so that's pretty much the ideal situation. Uh, and then you just don't end up getting the win in that game, which is obviously very disappointing. So important win for the Braves last night to get, you know, that kind of the stench off of that and uh, get back on the winning track. But also, I think it's a big win because when you look at this team's schedule over the next four weeks, they don't play a team with a winning record 
uh, they don't have a series against a team with a winning record. So this is a very important period of the schedule for the Braves, especially with the predicament they're in right now with having not gotten off to a good start and the Mets kind of raced off and been one of the better teams in baseball to the start of the season. This is a time where the Braves really have to take advantage of this winnable part of the schedule that they have. And I said the first four weeks. Then after that, you get a couple teams that you, I think you have a couple of game, uh, series that are against good teams. But then again, and then you have another stretch after that. And I think it would go all the way to about six weeks where you just have really winnable games throughout that period. And when you look at the schedule, when you get to the end of that six week, six-ish week period, that's at, at that point you find yourself kind of in the middle of hot stove season where this team will then kind of, have a better idea of where it sits in the landscape of Major League Baseball and how good their playoff chances are going to be. So that's going to be a really important – that's why this is going to be such an important time for the Braves because, one, if they do well during this stretch, then they're going to put themselves in a good position and probably in a position to go out and buy and you know continue to, to improve the roster to challenge. But I keep thinking about something that Charlie Morton said last year, which was at, on June 22nd, which would be right around the you know the time – frame that we're talking about after this stretch of games where that was the time last year when, you know, he was saying that, Hey, if we don't turn things around right now, Alex Anthopoulos is going to have to make tough decision, uh, tough decisions. And I'm sure at that time, Charlie Morton was thinking about his own, you know, where he was going to end up because he was one of the players at that point in time who was on kind of, you know, one of the pieces that would be very tradable for the Braves and that, a, a you know, a world series contender would like to acquire. Of course, you know, it wasn't exactly that date, but the Braves obviously did turn things around, and, you know, we all know how that history ended. But this is going to be a very important time period for the Braves. So, anyway, to get back to this Marlins game last night, I think that that's why, another reason why it was so important for them to get off to a good start in this series against the Marlins because, again, that's kind of the, the Marlins are the prototypical, like, winnable series, especially in the division. It's a series you got you got to take, even when, even though it's on the road. Uh, and so it was a good start for the team in doing doing that yesterday. And Joe, and you also mentioned this the stretch of games that got coming up. Uh, and talking about the two teams that they're looking up at right now, when you face them, Phillies will be next after Miami. The two guys that you hear that you got to look out for and worry about are missing presently and going to be out for a minute. Meaning with Philadelphia, Bryce Harper, and with the Mets, Scherzer. So you luckily don't have to deal with those two. But I wanted to ask you your thoughts on this lineup right now with the addition of somebody who we're happy to see be, well, what he was last year to some extent, or even before that, was Marcelo Zuna. Yeah, I mean, thank goodness. He seems to be kind of breaking out of his slump in a big way with a few homers here in the last week. And, you know, it's it, it really makes a big difference whether he is playing like 2020 Marcelo Zuna or the 2021-2022 Marcelo Zuna that we've seen, which is just really, really rough to watch. And it's even, you know, it, it kind of his, his lack of defense and just basically, you know, he doesn't really give you anything outside of the bat. And so when the bat's not going, then it's just like you're really getting absolutely nothing from the guy, to be perfectly honest, outside of maybe, you know, any good clubhouse vibes and things like that that he, he might add to the team. But so important for him, especially, you know, a guy who hits right in the heart of that order, hitting fourth, you know, um, it's so important for him to really be a catalyst for this team. And, you know, one of the things about this Braves team so far this season is, is it's, they really struggled to like just get base runners going and get kind of the order functioning correctly, you know, from top to bottom. We've seen times where the top of the order has kind of been hot, but the bottom of the order isn't doing anything. And then it's that, that situation is flipped. 
But when you can get guys going throughout the order, and I think Marcelo Zuna plays a big role in this because he's right smack dab in the middle of everything, that's what allows you to have some longer rallies, you know, have, have some uh, – put, put some more stress on other teams, especially like their bullpens and things late in games. So, so important for Marcelo Zuna to, to get going like he has over the last week, and you just hope he can keep it going. Spending time on the waitfor.com hotline. We're talking with Joe Patrick this morning. Always great to have him join us. And he is social. You can find him on Twitter at JAPatrick200, at JAPatrick200. Um, Ryan Snitker is going to let Ronald Acuna Jr. DH this weekend because of the turf. Um, how much more of that you think we're going to see from him? Are we going to you know, really stay cautious with him? Uh, it seems like on the base pass he has the green light to do things like he's got another stolen base last night. Thoughts about what you're seeing from him. We want to see him play. We want to see how the team is going to allow him to play. We'll still be kind of kind of cautious with him. Uh, but thoughts about what this role this weekend, just DH. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a smart move by the Braves to do that and to even just have the forethought, the fact that it is turf, and that would be, you know, a reason why you wouldn't want to put, you know, any extra stress on the knee that turf might cause. To be perfectly honest, I'm, I'm curious as to how tur- the turf actually is on a baseball field. To be perfectly honest, I've never – walked on a turf baseball field and I do wonder if it's kind of the same feeling as it is because I have walked on like a turf football field turf soccer field and that's like a really soft spongy surface that I feel like uh is not as hard on joints as a lot of people like to say and I'm just curious if it is maybe harder because the base in in a baseball game you need the ball to kind of react differently on that kind of turf I don't know if you guys have noticed like you don't really see like the tons of pellets and stuff coming up on baseball turf stadium. So um, it does seem like there might not be the same kind of uh, forgiveness in, in the turf um, that would make it harder on joints. So I think it's really smart by the brace to do that. But I also just think with the, with Ron Acuna, I think the groin strain that he suffered, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I, I think it's kind of, you know, raised some, some warnings for the Braves. Like, Hey, we, we can't be, uh, go, go too far too quickly with Ronald in terms of wanting to just throw him in there in the outfield, you know, on a pretty consistent basis, which I'm sure he was wanting to do when he came back. And I'm sure that on any given day, he felt good enough to do that. But of course, in a, a baseball season is a grind and you've got to be able to do it day after day after day. And I think that that really uh, wore on him. And I think it was a warning to the, to the team like, okay, we need to throttle him back a little bit, even if he's feeling okay. We want to get as much value as possible out of Ronald Acuna Jr. over the course of the season. And I think that they're assessing this correctly, which is that the best way to get the most value from him and keep him healthy and as effective as he can possibly be is to use him in that DH role where he really is taking a lot of the stress off his body. He can go out there for short bursts, not just at the plate, but also on the base pass and do his thing like Ronald Acuna Jr. does. And when he's actually out there playing, you're never going to be able to you know, get him to play at half speed, but I think it's really smart to get him out of the outfield. Not every, all the time, but more than I think that we initially saw when he first came up, just because, just because of what I just said, because when you get Ron Cooney Jr. out there, he's not going to, you know, throttle himself down and govern himself. He's going to play the game super, super hard. And so it's on the Braves. It's their responsibility to put him in situations where he's not going to potentially do damage. To himself. I'm, I'm telling you, Joe's just They the want best. him to damage other teams. Joe, oh, absolutely. You're just the best. All right, let me answer that question. One, Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm naming stadiums with artificial turf. All right. Arizona. Mm, Marlins. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. 
Texas Rangers, yep. and Toronto. That's it. That's it. That's it. Wow. There you go. People don't want to play on that no more, man. They want, you know, like you said, you want your players to stay healthy. Anyway, this is Joe Patrick joining Sam and Greg Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Let's switch gears to Atlanta United. They're taking on Nashville. You can hear that match right here on Sports Radio, 929 The Game, pre at uh, 7 o'clock, kick at 7.30. There was some conversation that came out of Panetta's mouth this week talking about the team, saying something to the effect of the best defense for Atlanta United right now is their attacking offense. Yeah. Did you say that's yeah, correct? Yeah, that's what – yeah, absolutely. I mean, Gonzalo Pineda said that in to, to media when I was there just a couple of days ago, and the the reason he was saying that is because this team went to play the same team, Nashville, on, in the same stadium and G, their new ground, Geodas Park, down there up there in Nashville, and th- they the team looked great, was attacking, had a two nothing lead at halftime, and then they came back in the second half. And we're playing a completely different way. It's like they were trying to just protect this lead and see the thing out to the end of the 90 minutes. And by doing that, they allowed Nashville to just come on to them, and they never regained control of the game again. Nashville basically dominated the rest of the game after Atlanta United had dominated the first half. And so, you know, this team is down defenders. They're down Braggazan. They're down Miles Robinson. And, you know, from, from uh, Gonzalo Pineda's perspective, you've got – your attacking player coming back to full health, Thiago Amada, Luis Araujo, Marcelino Moreno. You'll even have Joseph Martinez back here probably, you know, early in June after this team, after the uh, international break. So you got to use those players to the best of your advantage and just keep on attacking. And I get it. It's tough to just keep on persistently attacking for 90 minutes. It takes a lot of fitness. It, it, it's just very, um, you know, it's hard on the body to, to be to be doing all that running. But it really is the most effective way that this team can actually keep goals out of their own end, which is by just keep on forcing the pressure onto other teams, especially this week where Nashville played a midweek game on, I think it was either Wednesday or Thursday. So that's going to be a huge advantage for Atlanta United in this game from a fitness perspective. And they just got to keep on running and running and running at Nashville FC. And I think that that's what we're going to see tonight. I think we will see... Uh, plenty of goals tonight. I would say we're going to see three-plus goals tonight from Atlanta United. We're going to see, I think, a pretty impressive win over a good national team. What we watch for with this team, uh, obviously we want to see them get, get, get some things and get some goals. They've been controlling things lately, and that's been part of the frustration with this group. It would be nice to see them get the breakthrough uh, because they've been controlling time of possession and, and yep. shots on goal. Yeah, they've, they've really just got to clean up how they deal with crosses and how they deal with set pieces. That has been the absolute killer for them this year. And it really is unfortunate because, as you mentioned, Sam, they've been the better team when you just kind of look at it, you know, who's dominating the ball, who's, you know, creating the more chances, all that. They've been doing – they've been the better team for the last month or so in almost in every game they've played. But they haven't gotten the results that that would show because – They've been giving up these weak goals on, on you know, again, simple crosses, set pieces. There was one they gave up last week on a simple cross where the opponent literally only had two guys in the area, the guy who delivered the pass and the guy who headed it home. And Lenny Knighton had like seven guys back ready to defend, but nobody was clear, closely marking the, guy, the, the, the two, you know, players that they needed to, and they gave up a goal for it. So they just got to clean up some of those things, and I think that that will happen over time. Uh, and I, I think that, you know, just in general, as a, as a fan of the game and someone who wants to see excitement, I'm encouraged by the fact that this team is creating chances and is looking exciting and more like the team that we kind of grew accustomed to, to loving back in those early days. Here's the double-edged sword with Joe, and this is why we love him. All right, but sometimes, you, you know, kind of, uh, 
Because you give, you, you know, you can, we ask you a question and we can go get a hot dog and come back and you're still going at it and giving us in-depth information, which is good. The bad news is we got like, when it ends, we got four or five other questions we want to ask you. And there's like two other sports. I want, like, I want to get your thoughts on the PGA Championship. Right and, and oh, what's yeah, going yeah. on there? But we ain't got time for that. I want to get you, you know, the rookie mini camp happen right. with the Falcons. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't got time for that. So you're gonna have to bring you behind back next week. Is that okay? Hey, next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next week. All Absolutely. right, that's... We'll, we'll, we'll cover it all. <laughs> Joe Patrick, there you go, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Thanks, guys, for having me on. All right, as always, that's Joe Patrick. He is uh, again multi hat wearing, and I got some information for you for something else you guys brought up. We had time for it, having to do with the stadiums. All right, so I'll give you that little nugget next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 92.9thegame.com. Yeah, yeah. We're wrapping things up for this day. We came on an hour late. Glad you were with us from 7 until 11. Well, we came on an hour later. An hour we later. weren't late. We weren't late. No, we were on time. They just uh, slid us back. <laughs> Except I couldn't get in the building. And, and we, we, we got you. We managed to get you in here. And we, uh, we're back tomorrow morning from 6 to 10. No more time. What if uh, we showed up at 7 tomorrow? No, we don't want to do that. We, we you know. Because we got all kinds of hour of the doctor. Yeah, yeah. Well, Doctor Maria. Yeah, she'd be happy to have that. She would. She would. But I'm that. not messing with her to make up an extra hour early. Yeah, so we're not going to do that. Me there. and Maria, we we tight. I'm leaving I, her alone. I, I saw her this week. And by the way, it was great. Uh, our our um, Odyssey Town Hall this week uh, for all of our Odyssey Atlanta stations. We were all together uh, for a while, and it's good to see some people. Some people you hadn't seen, you see every day, and uh, you got to see them for a little while today. Larry Tinsley. We usually always see on Sunday mornings. Uh, they had him stand up and be acknowledged for 50 years in radio. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was as it well. Was, they should. It was cool to see him in person. You know, he's been doing things remotely still, but uh, it, it was good to see. Every him. time I think I see Larry, he just reminds me of he could be one of the original Temptations. Yeah, <laughs> he <laughs> just he looks like it. <laughs> just you know, yeah, uh, uh, clean, just dressed, just, always, and always just impeccable, uh, always, always, and so much class. Um, tomorrow, of course, we'll we'll have Karen Pestain is going to join us to get us, set, get us set for the French Open. Um, Say hello to her husband. You see what that you will you do that? That, <laughs> that was that was your move that did that call, and her husband picked up the phone. You, yeah, you well. didn't know the woman was married. There, there you go. No, it's not uh, that. Yeah. No, 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 don't put it like that. <laughs> don't put it like that. I knew she was married. You just weren't expected the dude to pick up. And they had a little thing going. She probably like, pick up the phone and act like you're mad. Like why is he calling me? They had that going you on. Think behind so? Yeah, just to mess me up. <laughs> Got me up here doing Ralph Cramden. I'm a homina, 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 all that. But we're, we're looking forward to her tomorrow. Looking forward to tomorrow. Also, uh, Adam, Alexander, Adam Alexander will join us um, as NASCAR is having the all-star race this week out in Texas, and we'll preview that. But talking NASCAR, uh, i got to tip our hat to the folks at Atlanta Motor Speedway. As I mentioned earlier, graduation is going on right. Uh, right now at all levels, college, high school, uh, even kindergarten. Did you graduate from kindergarten? Did I graduate? They didn't have a ceremony. They didn't have a ceremony. As I remember. I had a graduation from kindergarten. I mean, they might have had it. I don't remember. gown on me. No, I never got that. I got that from grammar school, eighth grade. Did you get a yearbook back then? Yes, I did. I got a picture of it right now. A yearbook? Yeah, man. Eighth grade. It was the Talon, it was called. They give kids like yearbooks now from like. 
kindergarten and second grade. What are you putting in the yearbook in second grade? Good luck. We'll see you in the bright future. There was a story this week. (laughs) There was a story this week by one of the clubs in one of these schools where the parents didn't want it in, and now the kids are not getting the yearbook, and we ain't got time for that conversation. No, we ain't in that conversation. But you know that, you know. But but I mentioned uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway because uh, this year, once again, the Henry County High Schools, all of them will have their graduations at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and as each graduate receives their diploma, they will also get a free ticket to the Quaker State 400 coming up. Really? Uh, in Ju- okay. Yes. So, I mean, you know, congratulations to all those graduates in Henry County, and we look forward to seeing you at the race, uh, which is coming up uh, July 10th. Okay. Cool. I, keep talking. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to find this thing here. I'm what, do, what are you looking What are you well, looking I'm a, What we were just talking about. So I know there's something else you want to talk about here. I'm going to find this real see, quick. See, he's just Don't stall. Keep no, talking. I, that, that, well, well, real quick, Sam, how many high schools are there in Henry County? Uh, let's see here, because they've really grown in recent years. Right. There two, four, six. A this twelve here. So so is that is Ola ten? You get you got Luella Ola Whitewater Lo- Locust Grove. No, White Whitewater is uh, a fair county. Well, okay, okay. You got got the Locust Grove Union Grove is today. Woodland is tomorrow. Okay. Remember, there's a Woodland Henry County. In Cartersville and Henry. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hampton is Monday. Stockbridge is Tuesday. McDonough wow. is Wednesday. Dutchtown Thursday and Eagles Landing is Friday. Okay, Those yeah, that years. is you would never think there are that many high schools down in Henry they County. They open a new high school almost every year for about about eight nine years. Seems wow. like they open a new high school down there. Okay, and I know and, how you give your shouts out. They just opened their new amphitheater down there too. Really, it's a really nice place to go see a, a show and things like that. So you they know. do that, and the, and the movie production too. If you're down mm-hmm. on that town square, sometimes right. you're down there. It's one of those town squares that you'll see. You know, cameras and stuff down there working. So they got. Some As Greg then got up out of his seat. Well, <laughs> I had it and I lost it like a moron. You lost it. You know, you know. We just well, we're, well, the folks down in Henry County don't mind us talking about it. No, they don't. You know, I want to make sure next time they have one of their uh, athletic events preseason, and, and Shaquille O'Neal's going to come. That that we both know he's going to be there, so we can go down there. And, and Absolutely, out, you know, our friend Shaquille O'Neal. You know, because he got that. all that property down there. Well, he's in he, McDonough, he, and he's a good neighbor. Oh, man, is that you? That's me. Get out. Wow. They're over there sharing he's, a he's, photographic he's, moment. He's, he's sharing shots from his yearbook. Now, now, what year was that? Was that your senior year? No, your, man, that was your like sophomore eighth grade. year, eighth grade. He had hair? Did he have hair? Well, some folks say eighth grade their senior year. So, well, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <Mr>. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, real quick. So, he, he's showing you in his yearbook from 19. Well, yeah, but he yeah. was talking about yearbooks. And when Cause I kid, had two kids get yearbooks now, kids get yearbooks yeah. in the fifth grade. They get yearbooks when they finish kindergarten. Junior high? They get, yeah, yeah, junior, I can understand. Yeah, what are you going to do with that? But, but when you finish elementary school now, you, that's fifth grade because six, seven, eight is middle school. I understand school. that. You do a yearbook then. Okay. I had a, we had a program, and that was it. And your name was in the program. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. I graduated from kindergarten, though. Kindergarten, we put Captain Y'all all sound like Jethro Bodine from the Clampets. Because that's like a badge of honor. I didn't graduate the sixth grade. No, no, I, graduated, <laughs> I, mean, I, gra- I graduated the first grade. <laughs> <laughs> I can do my gazintas. You know what Five I mean? Five gazintas ten two times. <laughs> eight gazintas sixteen two. I mean, really. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Let me get this. I was telling go you about ahead, some information. Mm-hmm. We were talking about turf last. And the stadiums that boast the best turf, natural turf, grass, yeah. if you will, yeah. right? PNC Park, Pittsburgh. Okay. Oracle, Oracle which is in San Francisco, which is what used to be AT&T. Third... Wrigley Field, yeah, I would imagine that would be one. Four, Camden Yards, five, Dodger Stadium, uh, six, uh, Fenway Park, Kauffman Stadium, seven, Petco Park. Wait a minute. Yeah, Petco Park, eighth, ninth, 
is truest. Yeah. And then 10th is Target Field, really? Minnesota. We so, do better just, than that, man. We that's what I thought. We, we, that's we, a, it was a brand new man, stadium. We, we had the man that, keeping the grass for Braves. That they call on him to grow grass well, for places you can't grow. You know, he's, not he's according man. to this story. No, we, and we, speaking we, of baseball we, stadiums, let's take a second and acknowledge what happened yesterday at 1060 Addison. Yeah. The latest statue went up mm-hmm. of a, a team that never won the World Series, but still yeah, considered still. one of the best. Ferguson Arthur Jenkins. Yeah. Fergie Jenkins got his statue outside of Wrigley Field. Well deserved. At, well deserved. And long overdue. You know, really. And the wind showed up to celebrate. And the only Canadian with you a know, statue. Only one in all of baseball? I don't know if I was the only one in all of baseball, but I know that that's the only one in Chicago. Well, in Chicago. Because you want to call a, kind of a hockey player, because I don't think Makita. Anyway, that happened yesterday. And yeah. the, the – the, they, they ended up hitting 11 home runs in that game. If you had to guess how many – Hall of Famers are alive in Major League Baseball. Because they noted this yesterday, and they weren't all there. Only five of them were there. But I didn't think about this until it was written. Five for the Cubs. Right. But there are only 70, 7-0 Major League Baseball Hall of Famers alive. At all? That's it. There got to be more than that. No, man, they did the count. And, you know. I think they had five of them there. So you won't call it. You won't call Jesse Rogers from ESPN a liar. No, I know. I didn't say that. Okay, well that's what you're saying. If you don't believe there's more of the 70 living Hall of Fame players, well, I, and, 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 five and I, were there. And, and, and I'll say that. I'll say this: the classes have gotten smaller in recent years. You know, you've been only maybe like one to two people make it in, uh, where in the past you might see four, three to four to five for baseball. Of course, in NFL you, you see more. For NFL, you got more folks on your teams, but. You know, usually for for baseball, you would see four to five. But in recent right. years, it's been like one. Have two. y'all had that discussion about who should be in and who? Well, that, that, that's, a, that's, that's a bunch of should be's. Yeah, now. the discussion is: Are they letting in the wrong people? Right. Yeah. Because you're gonna. And again, we mentioned him throughout the show today. As Dion talking about it ain't the, it ain't the Hall of Very Good. Right. And he's talking about the NFL Hall of Fame now has got. Why letting anybody in yeah. there? <laughs> and no. so now my question is: What's more important, getting these people in? Or having that TV show, because if you only put one person in, you ain't got a TV show. Well, but and and that's what the NFL, the Pro Football Hall of Famers, are kind of squawking about. People who want to expect to see the Hall of Famers right. or the surviving Hall of Famers. We want to see those older guys sitting up there, you know, welcoming the new guys in. That's what makes the TV show also. And Eric Dickerson was saying, "Okay, y'all gonna drop us something?" Oh yeah, that's uh, right. He so, wants to be paid to show up to the Hall of Fame ceremony? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. What is up with him? What he, is up with him? He knows money's being made. And he didn't make that kind of money when he was a player. But this is not He his, got this, TV jobs and I, stuff? I, I'm just saying, man. He can feel that way, but he's going to get his feelings hurt because they're not paying him to show up and have a dinner that he's going to get for free or the weekend okay, where he's okay, going to get his but room but paid but for. But, but a bunch of guys walk out and don't show up because yeah. that's, that's, part, that's part of what you watch who, the show for. Who has been missed? That you think doesn't show oh, up? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. There, there's some guys that never come back. Right. You know what I mean? Not, not everybody. And they don't, don't want to sit up there and, and be stared at and sweat like Kunta Kinte for six hours while they're having this 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 thing go on because yeah. the camera's on them all the time. And they're like, oh, look at Dan Marino talking to 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 right Bruce Smith, and they're both sweating. But that's part of it. And they and you know what? While they're there that weekend, they get to make some money. I'm sure they get to make some appearances around that town. And sign some autographs yeah. and whatnot, so they get to make money while they're there. But Eric wants more. He wants something. To, you ain't, you ain't, you know, some <laughs> a, a appearance, an appearance for you or something. He I is, don't know. He, he was mad because he could get a free Super Bowl ticket. You remember he said oh, that? No, oh, the Rams, right, yeah. you know, they won't give me free Super Bowl tickets, so I'm not coming. 
Eric Dixon, what who are you? You, you had one good <laughs> rushing season, and, and and you got a Trans Am when you when the bag man. The what, kind of, what, what kind of bag delivers a trans man? Because SMU is never the same. He took down a whole university. SMU is never the same. And, what was his name, James? Oh, yeah, Greg, Greg James. James. Yeah, it was three of them. Pony Express. Pony, Pony Express. Express. Yeah. But you know, that serious bag man shows up with a car. I tell you <laughs> what, he was the best running back with a jerry curl. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> One, you know, he was absolutely the best with a curl. Know, didn't Walter? Didn't Sweetness have a Jerry Curl uh, at one point? No, but he one, kept his I, short. I think Billy Sims too. We had yeah, but dudes. Eric was a two thousand yard a season some, rusher. Eric, if they got to be one, Jerry Curl and goggles. Yeah. It is him. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, maybe because he was dripping back there, and the other guys couldn't catch him. They were slipping and falling. Yeah, that's and there's a new dance. Sam and Greg Switch Radio ninety two nine the game ninety two nine the game dot com. We're gonna get out of here and turn things over to Chris Goforth. We got to do the dump. We got to do the dump, uh, Eric. We got to do that. We got a few minutes left. Okay, this is where we get rid of all the nonsense and, nonsense right and, and uh, insignificant uh, information. Is there, Eric, okay, you all right over there, man? You look like you. I mean, you got me thinking about coming to America. Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go, man. All right, give me some kind of silly music to put yeah, on this. here um, on this day because all this stuff happened on this date and it's just left around here. Red, Red Cross, the Red Cross started today. 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 The American Red Cross was founded. Give me the name of the person. We studied it. We had this in, in study hall. I mean, uh, uh, social studies in school. The, the founder of the Red Cross? I don't know. Eric? Who? Clara Barton. That's right. That's right. Now, you remember that, right? Yeah. The first bicycle was introduced in, 18, <laughs> in 1819 on this day in New York, and they called them Swift Walkers. You hear what I'm saying here? I'm giving you some information. What? Swift Walkers was the first name given to bicycles. That's what they call At least they call them that in New York. Okay. Um, now, this is local, and I did not know about this. 1917, something happened here in Atlanta. The Great Fire, they called it. Okay. Did you know about this? Uh, the Great in, uh, Fire of uh, Atlanta. Over in uh, Old Fourth Ward? 1917, 10,000 people were displaced, wow. but only one fatality. Only one fatality. This was in 1917, the Great uh, the Great Fire of Atlanta. Lindbergh made it. Now, this is crazy. On this date, 1927, Lindbergh made it across the Atlantic. That was, that was the achievement, right? Yeah. Just a few years later, so 32, that would be five years later, Amelia Earhart did it. Oh. She made a solo, and this is all about solo flights across the Atlantic. She did it before she went missing. Uh, Marvin Gaye. We didn't do what's going on. Hit the charts on this day. Whoa. Uh, along with Sir Duke. Empire Strikes Back. We talked some, what you call it earlier? Star so Wars. Star Wars right. premiered on this day. Rafael, from, Rafael Ramirez, some people will remember old enough here in Atlanta. 86, hit four doubles in a game. Rafael Ramirez yeah. hit four doubles on this date in a Braves game. And happy birthdays go out to, we mentioned already, Air Parsegian and Johnny Majors. Kent Herbick, who's still... Looked at with a snarl for pulling Ron Gann off the bag. We can't stand him. No, we can't. He's one of those 70 Hall of Famers living, right? Is he in the Hall of Fame? Who's this? Kent Herbeck? Kent Herbeck, yeah. No, nah, he ain't in no Hall of Fame. Oh. No, nah, he barely deserves that ring Minnesota got from beating the Braves. Because wow. he stole it. Wow. Between him and Chuck Knobloch, deacon out Lonnie, Lonnie Smith. Yep. Baked him out. Don't get me started. Yep. Uh, wow. Talking about Big Canes earlier, the queen head, Ronald Isley. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Big. Ronald Isley's yeah. uh, birthday today, Ken Herbeck. And happy 45th birthday to Ricky Williams. Talk about feeling old. We mentioned earlier that yeah. turning 50 today was uh, Christopher Wallace. And those of you who don't follow and don't know who I'm talking about, hey, y'all need to recognize, but 
That's Notorious B.I.G. Turn would have been 50 years old today. Man. Would have been 50. Ricky Williams is 45 today. And there you go. Oh, excuse me. And ending it with this, 70 years old today, Mr. T. And everybody does that. <laughs> hey, Eric, as always, man, thank you for your contribution. Good Another Eric's morning, World man. tomorrow. Thank you. We are going to uh, be back in our usual spot, 6 to 10. As uh, Sam mentioned, Karen Pastana is going to be joining us, Alex, Al- Al- Adam Alexander, and Terrell Thomas talking NBA. You guys have yourself a wonderful day. Mr. Crenshaw, you got a big day in front of you? Oh, just got some things happening to make me do some backyard work. But this rain holds off. All right. And, All right. Uh, again, want to remind you guys, in Dallas, Georgia, especially if you love dogs, today out at Mirror Image Canine. Millie, our Millie from the show, is having an open house. Dogs are welcome on a leash. They got food. They got trainers there to answer your questions from 12 until 4. This is on 203 White Park Drive in Dallas, Georgia. Go out and support her. She's starting a new business. But she'll be on the show giving us updates on who don't like dogs. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.